0: Hey, what's up, TFC tribe? Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the TFC Audio Project Down Under. In this episode, we introduce the newest member of TFC Australia. We talk about the story of TFC Australia so far and the vision with the podcast. And we explore the major projects that we'll be working on this year, including Hacking the System and TFC Bush One. Welcome to the first episode of the TFC Audio Project, Down Under. Uh, You're here with James and Mac, we're the guys behind TFC Australia. G'day everyone. And uh, we wanted to start a podcast for a few reasons. Uh, First of all, living together for the past few years, um, actually we've been living together since I was very firstly starting TFC Australia, Um, very firstly starting. (laughs) 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 Three (laughs) years ago now, yeah, yeah. since I first started it and... um, Throughout that time, we've had many, many conversations about feet and movement and balance and just health in general. And we've been, you know, exploring our own journeys throughout that. And having all those conversations has obviously been really helpful for us. And, and then when we have those conversations with other people in our family and friend group, then they're really helpful. And we figured it makes sense to have a platform where we could share some of those conversations and explore the philosophies of, of TFC and and Mac sort of coming on more recently or more recently officially with
1: uh, TFC Australia, we figured it'd be a great platform yeah. to... It just to, felt sort of natural Yeah, with me coming full-time. It, it was a great way to officialize that whole process, but then also to take all those chats that we've been having for the last three years. Um, Online and, and open them up to the TFC community because I guess there's there's only so much you can write in a post uh, exactly. on Instagram and, and communicate those messages and those philosophies that you have been for the last few years. Exactly, and, and
0: that's what Nick's done with the TFC Audio Project. Nick from Canada who founded TFC, and that's been awesome. I've really loved listening to his podcast. Yeah, And absolutely. so we basically just want to have a similar thing but also to you know explore the way we're approaching TFC and also there's just the fact that there's so many uh, there's awesome a really, people yeah. doing awesome things in the TFC Australia community um a lot of great foot nerds especially in Melbourne there's like a cluster of them
1: yeah we have got a pretty pretty big hub here yeah. in Australia probably one of the biggest centers for TFC in the world, it really. seems
0: like it. Yeah, I'll have to get some stats. But <laughs> um, anyway, just an awesome, vibing community of, of people in TFC down here. And we figured that the podcast could be a great way to connect all of those people um, for us to connect with. You know, different foot nerds or people doing doing cool things in the community, um, and also for everyone else to listen in to those conversations
1: and hear those stories. I think especially that part because you're always messaging all of these different people um, that go by their Instagram handles, and mm. uh, you're having these conversations and you're getting to meet all of these people. But the Foot Collective is meant to be a collective, and I suppose yeah. this is this is a really good way for those people that you're constantly having deep conversations with and, and, and talking to these people about these sort of concepts you can open it up yeah to to the rest of the, the football exactly
0: league. yeah yeah a hundred percent so yeah i've just i've found such benefits from my life in my life from listening to podcasts and mm. hearing different experts talk about their expertise and I think this will be a great opportunity for us to yeah share our, own, share our own experience and then share the stories and experiences of other people. So, very exciting. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get uh, better and better at the, the art of podcasting, I'm sure. Yes, it's, it's early it's days, a,
1: so go easy on us. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: quite a skill, I'm sure, but um, practice makes perfect. So, for this first episode of the podcast, we figured we'd just give a bit of a, a background and history about who we are and where we've come from and what we're essentially trying to do with TFC Australia. Um, so I might just jump in. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, so uh, I'm James. I'm, I guess, the original founder of the Australian division of TFC. I'm a physiotherapist by training and uh for the four years or five years I've been out now but for four years of my career I was working mostly in musculoskeletal private practice and and a little bit of work in age care actually as well which is very interesting um but up in that was up until last year and uh, since then I've made TFC my main focus my main business and how did you find TFC what what was what was the circumstance the, that you yeah, came across so, uh, I actually found TFC our mate James um, told me about the Instagram and because I was already into uh, barefoot training and barefoot shoes and all these things. And he was like, Oh, you'd probably love these guys. And, and I did. <laughs> and I saw that what they were doing with balance beams and, and, thought that was such a cool way to play with movement in a way that strengthens and mobilizes the feet. It sort of seems like such a a cool, simple um, thing to do that, which would be very powerful. Um, And I, so I got in touch with Nick because I wanted a beam and then realized that it was very hard to ship them over because of just the expense of international shipping. So I got my own made up and then realized that, you know, there was such a cool, powerful tool and that I wanted to make them more accessible in Australia. And no one else was doing that. Yeah, no one else was doing it. Yeah, and so, and then the deeper I got into it and the more I connected with the philosophies of TFC, I was like, I actually want to be a part of spreading this education as well. So, over the last few years, you know, we've been developing beams and that's been a lot of different reiterations to, to make them... Yes, Good. that's been a journey and in a, it's, that's itself. That's been quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, bigger journey than I than I expected. Um but we're sort of we're getting there now. The Tassie Oak ones are really coming yeah, up. We we're we're awesome. really happy with them. Yeah. Um but yeah, throughout and then so working on the product development with the beams and then um you know, building up the Instagram, I suppose, and and then over time it was interesting I started it as sort of like a side hustle that I was going to do uh, as a side project alongside my physiotherapy business. Bit of a passion piece, yeah. Yeah, a little passion project. Um, but as it grew, it started taking up more and more time, especially when it comes to the product logistics side of things, um, you know, sourcing materials and shipping and packaging and all of these things. It's not just a case of buying a beam and then yeah. selling it to someone else. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more a involved. Of, yeah. yeah, And so uh, that became, that was an interesting challenge because... I was, I suppose, trying to get the message out on social media and, and in workshops and all these things. And the better I would do with communicating the message and things like that, then the busier and more overwhelmed I would get with the back-end side of things in terms of, um, yeah, the logistics and the admin and, and that kind of thing. So, um more recently, actually, we've just outsourced uh, a lot of the shipping and patching, packaging and logistics to a third-party company, which has yeah, been a local company here, which is great, really great. And that's I'm actually really excited about that because it does free up a lot of my it's my f- time is largely freed up now to do more things like this, um, where we can really refocus on putting the message of health out and and uh, showing more of what we're about and developing more programs and projects which we are going to talk about yes today we'll get, to we we get to that we will that. we will but that's pretty much where where i've come from so you know my the thing i enjoy most about tfc i think is the connecting with the community it is everyone that i've met in the tfc community is just so open and intelligent and driven Um, driven and passionate Mm. and it's inspiring to be around those types of people so I really love connecting with those people and then running the workshops and and seminars and and move and play sessions things like that um has just been really really fun and I've learned a lot through it as well and I'm very keen to keep doing that in 2021 especially as um the covid situation hopefully loosens up a bit uh even more but i know we're very lucky in australia regardless um
1: but that's i mean that's probably one of the reasons that i've come on board as well Mm full-time i mean um we've been mates since high school uh and we both went and studied when we got out of high school and i I went into journalism and then ended up chasing that career um up until this year so Yeah, I was a reporter for Channel 7, um, which is a commercial broadcaster here in Australia. And I did that for seven years, Um, worked in Cairns, Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, and then moved back to Brizzy a few years ago, which is when we moved in together. And um, I think, yeah, watching that journey over the last three years of you building the company and then meeting all of these incredible people and, and connecting with all of these people, and especially recently, I've been more involved with the move and play sessions Mm -hmm. and the workshops and being able to see firsthand the impact that the foot collective can have and the impact that all of this this information and 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 what you're trying to do and what we're trying to do now can have i think early days when we were living together and i was seeing you on the instagram and i'm thinking oh yeah he's 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 playing around with some beams or whatever (laughs) you know mucking around and Um, and you you were in your rm williams boots yeah yeah hurting my feet every day (laughs) um without any idea what i was doing um and then yeah i I think the more i got to see the impact that you were having the more i realized how powerful and and great this this could be and and that's why i've come on board i think like you said Mm. as well that you were struggling with the communication side of things trying to run the business at the same time as trying to get the message out there and um, it sort of was a bit of an epiphany a few months ago that you know our skill sets really are perfectly complementary and, and the communication skills and the journalism skills that I've, I've gained over the last seven years are, are ideal to not only do things like this podcasting but um, yeah just to help push more content out on, yeah. on TFC that can have a real impact
0: yeah and Mac is the guy behind uh, the a lot of the videos that you've been seeing pop up the more professional looking videos um, He's done a great job of capturing some of the workshops and and move and play sessions so yeah you're exactly right it is a really complementary skill set and it's, um, it's I feel like it's always more exciting to work on things as a team and that's the whole idea of the foot collective is um, you know if you be, if you're passionate about this way of living and, and the barefoot lifestyle and all of these things um, you know how can how can you help be a part of spreading that message? Um, because it is an important message to spread, and so obviously from your own experience now of of really feeling the benefits of the barefoot training and barefoot walking and just different health practices, a living example. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're you're very clearly passionate about it as well, and and um and then that overflows onto your family and friends as well, and and it's that ripple effect that we can have uh when we do when we do follow that those passions I think yeah absolutely
1: and I guess that probably brings us to what is the mission what is the vision Mm -hmm. for TFC uh in 2021 and beyond um because yeah the last few months have been pretty well some of the most chaotic months of my life um in terms of well me leaving my current job but then us trying to work out, okay, where do we where do we take this? How do we take this to the next level? And, and how do we reach as many people as possible?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of brainstorming about all <laughs> the above, and uh, we've come up with plenty of ideas, and and a, a few of them we're really prioritising this year. Um, but the vision and mission for TFC Australia uh, that we've come up with is to reconnect people with the joy of movement and the power of nature by nurturing a passionate barefoot community and creating pathways that enable anyone to be a part of that community mm. so that essentially just means that movement and health and and nature are all really fun like they're very powerful they're joyful they're exciting um, and we everyone should have access to them yeah and if you're in pain or if you've got stiff and weak feet um, or you know any kind of any part of your body that's restricting you from the joy of movement or reconnecting with nature, uh, then that's that's really something that has to be solved asap. And and we feel very passionate that no one should have those restrictions um, blocking them. So we want to create pathways, um, or like journey, like a we want to create a step by step journey for people to go from in pain or you know stiff or weak or just don't know where to start to fully
1: experiencing the joy of movement. And the power of nature. And one of the big ways we see that being possible is through play. Exactly. Yeah. Play Play is the way. way. (laughs) (laughs) That is the motto we're going with. Um, But yeah, I mean, talk to us about that. How did you first... I mean, we've known about play since we were kids, obviously. Mm -hmm. But how did you come across the concept of play as being such a a crucial... I guess a key to unlock, unlock all of that. All of that. Yeah, so...
0: I've started getting a lot more excited about play around the start of 2020, which is, um, I started reading books like um, Exuberant Animal by Frank Forensic and Playing With Movement by Todd Hargrove and just listening to a few different people on podcasts about the topic and I realized how misunderstood and undervalued play is in our society today. Um, you know, we we sort of expect children to play and we understand that children just want to play all the time and but even with children we sort of keep it to certain times and certain contexts and in certain ways Um, but adults really aren't expected to play much at all um, unless it's in like a competitive or social sport setting Um, but it's much certainly much less common to see an adult out on a playground and we don't even have adult playgrounds so uh, it's it's interesting because from an evolutionary perspective um, and just a biological perspective play really is inherent in us and uh, all mammals play um in some way and and generally the more intelligent the mammal the more it plays uh, so if you think about dolphins or um mm. monkeys or, or whatever that generally the more intelligent the more or dogs are a great example dogs are like the ultimate players um so, and humans themselves, naturally, we do want to play. And I think we'll we'll have, to, well, we will do a whole podcast yeah. on the concept as well. But play is just so,
1: so beneficial for our physical and mental health. And I've noticed that a lot, I think, personally. I mean, that that's always been a struggle for me. I've never been one to go to the gym or to work out because I thought it was work. It, it felt like work. I always played soccer growing up because I loved playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I couldn't do that... Um, with work commitments or whatever um, I didn't get the the health benefits that I was getting out of soccer anywhere else because I didn't want to work I I did enough of that at work so I think that's that's where it can be pretty powerful for a lot of people because it's become a a real dirty word work these days
0: yes it has and Play allows you that ability to connect with your physical body um, and connect with your environment and connect with other people as well um, through movement. So you're still getting all the benefits of, of movement or exercise, um, but you're doing it in a way that's fun, that's intrinsically motivating, and it allows you to explore the movement of your body in a creative way.
1: So, And the beam, as you were saying before, I mean, that's one of the, the perfect tools to be able to to do that.
0: Exactly, yeah, to express play um, or to express your movement in a playful way that also strengthens and mobilizes your feet and integrates really the whole body. Um, It's, yeah, it is a really, really powerful tool uh, for that because of its, because of the way it
1: encourages play. And I guess that's probably something then that this year we are going to try and focus on is making the beam I guess making it more of that training tool really really highlighting the benefits to to people out there because I mean they they see you muck around on it all the time but yeah. trying to make that accessible for people so that they can they can get the benefits from it too
0: exactly and and the beam is definitely an experiential thing. It's very hard to. Um, articulate completely the benefits of the beam and a lot of people this is why I really like doing the workshops and the move and play sessions is because some you can just get on the beam and start playing and start getting more confidence on it and realizing how it works and then you almost convince or you almost educate yourself Um, but getting that message out to people can be a little uh, harder through social media or Instagram Um, and I think this podcast will help but also I think in the past I've felt a little bit salesy about going, oh, you know, these are really great benefits of this beam. And I mean, we always encourage people to make their own beams and everything. But I think one of the biggest things for me this year is communicating and and demonstrating the power of beam training, but you don't really even need a a physical balance beam. Um, The beam training as a concept is just challenging your balance in a playful way, really. And so you could do pretty much... Most of that just with a strip of tape on the ground, which would cost you
1: next to nothing. Mm. and It's a perfect screen then as well to see where you're at in, yeah. in terms of your balance. I mean, yeah, if exactly. you're doing it on or off a beam, just yeah. going through some of those movements can really see where you're at. Yeah, and and most
0: people will have to start off a beam anyway because it, the beam is really, really challenging. I think people can tend to underestimate how hard it is to do a lot of the things that they see people doing on the beam. Um until they try it and so training off the beam can be a great way to prepare for the beam and obviously the beam with its because it's more well it's hard and and um, circular then it applies different pressure to the feet and that can have a really beneficial effect in itself but you really it really isn't about selling balance beams I think that's what I really want to just emphasize uh, more this year is that it's I mean I really appreciate anyone who buys a balance beam because it does support us and and they are i'm very proud of the product they are a great product um and they will last forever so if you do want to get one then awesome like uh, you know we we, we love you <laughs> um but it's really not about buying having to buy a beam in order to be able to get the benefits of beam training
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely and not just the beams, obviously. And I'm not going through a list of the products we sell, but more the the vision that we're trying to promote. And and the hacky sacks this year have been a yeah, real well game changer for us. Yeah. Um, over the last 12 months.
0: Yeah. So we started playing with the hacky. I guess the end, probably around the end of 2019. And we've both been soccer players all of our life, so it did come very naturally to us. Um, we always used to juggle soccer balls and stuff. Anyway. But we quickly realised that the hacky sack was a step up in
1: terms of difficulty, and yeah, that caught us off guard a bit. Yeah, just how tough it was at the at the outset. At but the then start. also how quickly we were able to pick it up. Exactly. Yeah, and so our soccer
0: background helps with that, but also just having a playful attitude and acknowledging, like, yes, I'm going to be bad at this to start with because that's how any skill really works.
1: And the more We very quickly introduced the rule of no apologies no, or no, yeah, no sorries because otherwise <laughs> every time, time we dropped it it would have been a nightmare. But <laughs> once we got that off
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the part of the playful attitude is like it doesn't matter if you mess up, if you fail, you just pick it up and start again. It's the same with the beam. If you fall off, it's not a failure, it's just a learning experience. Mm. Your brain collects that data and then it makes you better at it next time.
1: And so, I guess it was people watching us, though. I mean, we we started to post a bit of stuff and and share a few videos on TFC of us mucking around with it, and a little bit of the response that we were getting, not just from people online, but family and friends, is, "Oh yeah, it's it's really cool," but I could never do that. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's sort of it seems very extreme, and in a sense, like obviously our skill level has gone up a lot because of our background with soccer and because of. Um, just playing with it a lot. But we realized that anyone really should be able to learn Hacky Sack. It might take some others long some longer than others, but anyone should be able to learn it with the right step by step approach. Mm. And I guess that was really yeah the, the birthplace of hacking the system. We we figured well we need a, a system for HackySack so that people can uh, progress step by step and and really experience that progress so that it gets them confident enough to keep going because the rewards are huge. I mean, yeah.
1: if they if they get good at it and if they're able to play with it like we can, I mean, it's it's just so good for foot dexterity. You get
0: an awesome toe splay workout essentially through just picking the hacky sack up with your foot. We we do it all barefoot, obviously, um, without any hands, no, <laughs> no hands, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and. Also, yeah. the, the, the mobility as well, like the hip, the hip range that, you, that yeah. you, get from
0: you just get into all these weird and wacky positions with your hips and your feet, and positions that you never would get into otherwise. Uh, if you were just, I mean, we couldn't just stand there down there in the park and do all those same <laughs> movements without a ball. People would look at us like we're crazy. Um, but if we add a ball between us, it becomes slightly yeah, it's more entertainment, socially yeah. acceptable. But it's also a lot more fun for us. Like, imagine if we. You could go down and just move around willy-nilly like that, but the the ball, the hacky sack gives you that external, um, what's the word, the, that external motivation to like go and chase it or to mm-hmm. put you, to fling your leg out in a certain way and um, it is just super fun and satisfying when you can keep the ball up well and we can keep the hacky up well and pass it to each other and eventually play this game that we made called Hackminton, then it is just so fun and so addictive and you can spend an hour doing it and you have you actually get quite a decent sweat. You feel like you've moved a lot and it hasn't felt like work so much at it's all. It's the really.
1: same as the beam, I suppose. And I- I've noticed that with a lot of people who, again, they've never played hacky sack or you know, my brother, he never really played soccer growing up, but he's picked up hacky sack. I, I couldn't believe it the other day when we were mucking around yeah. with him playing hacky sack. And he, seeing his reaction when he's playing now for a kid who never loved to play soccer, to see him really, really enjoying playing around with the hacky sack. And um, I mean, everyone who, who gets that perfect bit of connection with the toe and the hacky sack or flings their leg out and and manages to get a touch that flicks it back into play there's nothing like it it's um it's really bloody satisfying it's like a
0: yeah it's like a little dopamine bump every time you get the right connection with the hacky sack and just like every time you get a good save on the beam it gives you that little that little like oh yes that felt good and you get enough of those in a in a session and you leave that session feeling great you're not you're not drained you're not um you know, you might be huffing and puffing and sweating, but it's it's
1: energizing. And But I guess to get to that stage, like you were saying before, we had to work out a system to teach mm-hmm. people how to do it. Um, and that's the perfect system.
0: Yes, yeah. So we hacking the system we see as the combination of um, the hacky training that we're doing, the beam training that we're doing, and also just the movement training that supports both of those things. And for developing skill with the hacky sack, then we came up with... A system called the perfect system, which is PFKT, pick, flick, kick, trick. So, this is basically building up ha- the, the different skills of barefoot hacky sack step by step uh, from the ground up. So, starting with picking it up with your foot, which is a challenge enough in itself to to begin with. And then flicking it up to yourself and then kicking it and then doing various tricks. And we just figured that if you could work through all those progressions you'd you would make gains that's just the it's just the nature of the human body if you expose it to that challenge it'll adapt and then you that would give someone enough confidence to go oh this is fun I want to just keep playing with it so you know you have to work a little bit to start with but it's like work hard but play harder so work enough that you've got the skill so that you can play with it and then it becomes Self-sustaining, essentially. Yeah, and especially if you add in the mix other
1: people doing it with other people, then you get that community aspect to it, and that's also where body hacking fits in. So, mm-hmm. body hacking is the it's the movement the part movement of it. element of it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: because we we did realise
0: that hacky sack, even though it sort of seems like a bit of a silly game, it is fairly demanding on the body, and you do have to get your body into certain positions. And if you don't have the mobility or the strength to get in those positions, it's going to be really hard to even do the perfect system properly. So having a a system of movement, um, and we obviously like puns because body body hacking came to us, Um, but if you have a system of movement that enhances your strength, mobility, and balance um, and supports your ability to play hacky sack or to express movement on the beam or really just to do any sport... um, Soccer, for example, soccer a, a yeah. perfect
1: tool for injury prevention for for football. We've we've realised as well
0: exactly, and and that's actually hacking the system has evolved a fair bit over the last couple of months since its inception. And what we've realised is that if we combine all of those things, um, we have a essentially a, a really great play based program that can help with injury prevention and sports performance. And soccer is the natural
1: draw I guess yeah, just because of the skill set natural but, place to start <laughs> but really, really, there, there are so many sports I guess any any sport where you've got high contact and you're wearing boots or, mm-hmm. or shoes that you know are going to restrict your balance and movement you've got to sort of build that up so that you're ready to, to be put into those high impact moments in the game and, and know your body know how to respond exactly and and that's I think a
0: big problem and why we see so many non-contact injuries in soccer and and all these other sports is because we have a, a largely sedentary culture that doesn't practice much movement outside of those sporting things and even when they're at sports training it's just training to do that sport so it's not actually necessarily training to get better at, at strength or at reactive balance or, or anything and Obviously, some a lot of people do do that training um, and that's more in like the elite or professional
1: um, arenas. But uh, we want to make this something that people can have at home. They yeah, something
0: that they can do at home that is self-directed. It's intrinsically motivating. That's the biggest thing for us is that it's actually fun to do and satisfying and keeps people coming back for more because the best program, and I mean, any any health professional or trainer or anyone will tell you the best program for you is the one that you actually stick to. And so if we can find a way to make um, these, these movements and, the, and the, this training more fun, more engaging, then we feel like it's going to get done by a lot more people and lo and behold, less injuries. So we're really going to be testing that out. We've, we've teamed up with actually Mac's brother, Lincoln, and his, his friends, um, Lucas, Lucas and, and Declan. And, Declan are uh, very high level soccer players and we're going to be running some tests on uh, running some screening and assessment on them and on their uh, teammates and then potentially the uh, well the yeah the younger athletes kids. as well yeah
1: essentially um you know they're the best players they they love to play more than any of us so mm-hmm. They're the perfect people to to test the system out on to to go to the kids, especially the the young elite athletes who have that drive and and want to perform. But I think one of the big things we found is that you know my brothers and my brother and his mates they've all suffered major injuries mm. uh, through their playing careers, injuries that could have stopped them playing forever. Uh, two of them did ACLs, ruptured their. ACLs and they were out for almost 12 months and for players that were playing every single day um, with their mates to then go from doing six days a week of training to no playing at all and watching all of your mates play the sport that you love it you know it was really damaging to their mental health and I think that's something that as they were growing up they weren't told about until it happened and that's the case with so many kids. There's so tens many. of thousands of kids around the country playing soccer. At, you know, going into a season now, where they don't realise that they can do an injury that could really ruin them for the rest of their lives. So, I think if they they keep that in the back of the mind, especially the the ones who who are taking it seriously, the, the the elite players, um, mm. they're the perfect kids to to use a system like this on because they want to play, they know how to work, um, and they're the ones at most risk of, of serious injury because of yeah the game they're playing.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and my sister tore her ACL and I know Lincoln's was an ACL and Lucas was an ACL and so many of these, uh, non well, a lot of them are non-contact, but just so many ACL injuries. Um, and my sister never, she was a great soccer player and she never actually got back into soccer since that injury. Mm. And she's actually going to be a case study for hacking sure. the system as well because she would like to get back into soccer and i myself i had multiple ankle sprains over and over again um throughout my soccer training but it's uh soccer career i suppose uh i was never (laughs) (laughs) never that good (laughs) but my my soccer journey and in grade 12 i had three ankle sprains in a row and and that sort of ended it for me i was just over it by then and then that ankle actually never really got back to full function and then that um contributed to a, a knee a chronic knee issue that really affected my mental health so having these major injuries uh, yeah people don't necessarily realize how how much it can affect your physical and mental health going forward throughout your life because if you take that if you and also your injury risk if you have a major injury mm-hmm. then you're at much greater risk of injury uh, in the future and that's you know the in the research, it'll it'll tell you that the biggest risk of injury is previous injury. So preventing the injuries in the first place is clearly the more um, the better option. And I think the, the clearest way to do that is to enhance people's movement capacity, their strength, their mobility, their flexibility, and their balance, and do that in a way that is um, yeah that's in, uh, intrinsically motivating and
1: self sustaining. Absolutely. And I guess that sort of, you know, brings us to the natural movement side of Mm -hmm. TFC. While we have been talking a lot about the practical benefits of being able to move and, and I guess how that can help you with sport and everyday life, the whole philosophy behind TFC is really about trying to get people not only to move okay in everyday life, but to get out and explore nature.
0: Exactly. And we obviously start at the feet. We acknowledge that from a biological and evolutionary point of view, it makes the most sense for our feet to be bare and for them to get the, the natural movement that they would be exposed to. So different textures and surfaces and you know things like rocks and logs and bark and sticks and stones and all of these things, they're actually really beneficial for our feet to be exposed to. And on the, by the same token, then our body, to, in order to thrive and be healthy long-term it does need exposure to certain natural movements so you know deep squats and walking a lot and running and jumping and climbing and throwing Throwing and just being on the ground moving on the ground and just resting on the ground all of these natural movements that our our genes sort of expect based on millions of years of evolution and all of these movements that we really don't get anywhere near enough deprived of, of in, yeah. our, in our current culture. So uh, we, we started the feet, but it extends to all of that natural movement. And, and we've, got, well, we've got a book right here called The Practice of Natural Movement. And there is a system to it. And I have done courses in natural movement. And it is one of those things that, you know, you could do a course in it, but until you actually go out and move in nature, you, you don't really see how it all lines up fits together yeah and you know us we've actually been spending a fair bit more time out in nature we're very lucky to have access to my uncle and auntie's land just west of west of brisbane it's a a beautiful property beautiful beautiful magical place and it's it's somewhere that i've spent a fair bit of time at uh growing up uh, since they bought it about nine years i think nine or ten years ago and a lot of rocks and a lot of trees and a, and a beautiful creek that you can
1: rock up along and it's the perfect place to explore all of that natural movement. It really
0: I mean, is, yeah. And it's and it just makes you realize, you know, like all this beam training and um, strength training and I guess mobility and grant, locomotive training and all that stuff. In one sense, it's just it's good for your body, but in the other sense, it's training for being able to move in nature. We we went for a big rock hop the other day, and just realized wow, like we're taking ourselves through all of these different positions that we do train in for you know on the ground or on the beam or whatever, Um, but we're doing it sort of by. Uh, like By, by necessity yeah, yeah and by feel, um, but the the environment sort
1: of necessitates that that move, and we 're only able to do it by feel and to move so comfortably through that environment because of the preparation that we 've had exactly outside of it and yeah. it 's not just rocks it 's it 's climbing trees and mm-hmm. yeah, just
0: exploring it 's being yeah it 's just about being an adaptable mover uh, a lot of people because of our culture, then people can pigeonhole themselves into I'm a runner or I'm a yogi or I'm a um, strength dude or I'm a crossfitter or whatever. Um, But having adaptability and resilience, that's really the the natural state of humans is being a very adaptable and resilient uh, mover and someone that can move in a lot of, of a huge variety of different ways in order to solve
1: problems in their environment so and i guess that's the beauty of the foot collective and and the beauty of what we want to try and do is we in our community have all of those different people people from all of those different backgrounds who
0: are united
1: by this um yeah we hope are united by this this same vision that um yeah you can be a strength guy but if you don't look after your feet you don't know how to move naturally then you're gonna Good have, luck out there. Yeah, you're going to have issues somewhere in the chain. And that's
0: what we st- we, we started talking about. We'll, we'll film a video about it as well just to demonstrate some of the movements. But that is the true function and the true expression of the human body is to be able to move efficiently through a natural environment. And that's what you would have to do if you were hunting pre- uh, hunting prey or escaping predators or just living or surviving in a natural environment you have to be able to move efficiently through it and you can't be you can't have feet that hurt if they stand on a rock or you know it's it, you have to be resilient resilient yeah. and um and efficient and so that carries over to all sports as well like everyone should be training their body especially their feet um, but training their body to be adaptable and resilient and we see um, the beam training we see the body hacking we see natural movement um, and hacky hacky sack is a great way to get more adaptable and resilient and to to build those
1: capacities and then to add on to that i suppose brings us to what we want to also achieve out at that property and what we also want to take to the community are um, not only lessons in movement but just life lessons in in, in living out in nature mm. your, your uncle is and your aunt they're both wealths of knowledge um in terms of when I mean, your uncle can bush build your, your auntie can can grow incredible vegetables and gardens mm-hmm. um out in the bush so we also want to learn those skills because we find that you know that that's that's also a big part of living the barefoot life it's it's one thing to be healthy and to be able to move and to wear no shoes but if you're not reconnecting with nature properly and and really really sort of um embracing that lifestyle then you're missing out
0: that's true exactly and
1: and yeah
0: a large part i think i talk a lot about the musculoskeletal point of view in terms of yeah or the musculoskeletal and the movement point of view in terms of barefoot living and stuff like that but there is that whole other aspect of um, just being immersed in nature and the benefits of that on your physical and mental health and there's good studies on what they call forest bathing and how well that uh, or how good that is for your levels of stress hormones and and things like that so there is an amazing benefit to reconnecting more with nature and I think Really, the being able to move, having a healthy movement and musculoskeletal system just allows you to do more of that in, and in more and different ways. And the, I think a lot of the uh, concepts of natural living and connecting with nature are, are not being lost, but they're not being adopted by the majority of uh, people in, in cities because it's just not really on their radar. And that comes down to
1: how we eat, what we eat,
0: mm-hmm. um, how we sleep. How we sleep. Uh, how we manage stress, even how we connect with our community,
1: yeah our tribe, our tribe,
0: and yeah that's that is really a big part of what the full collective is trying to do is starting at the feet, but embracing all aspects of health, the five pillars of health which we which which you said movement, food, sleep, the mind, and community, and living in living as close as possible. Uh, in accordance with our biology and uh, those those principles of
1: natural living. And a beautiful full circle. I mean, that brings us back to why we're doing this podcast and what we're going to do with this podcast. I mean, that is the plan. Each week, we want to bring you uh, a podcast that focuses on a specific concept, a, sp- a specific philosophy that we've been learning about that week. Mm. Um, and we want to discuss it uh, with each other, but also members of the TFC community to really dig deeper into things like play and um, like food and, and sleep and, and stress and exactly. meditation, get deep into these concepts and really explore them so that us, ourselves understand them more deeply and, and therefore can live that, that way of life, um, but also to, to learn from other people and hear other people's stories about their journeys in relation to to that philosophy, um, exactly. yeah, there's a lot of people out there with a lot more experience than we do do have in, in, in those types of things. So yes,
0: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the big thing is we're not trying to say we're the experts in all of this. We're just on our own journey and learning from people who have a lot more experience in those things and uh, essentially documenting and sharing that because it can be. We, I mean, it's not about everyone you know, selling all their stuff and moving out to the bush, although that's, uh, you know, part of our plan. Um, It's about finding ways to integrate different experiences and different concepts into your daily life uh, as best you can and and you can live, you know, really, quote unquote, naturally in the city with the right
1: right approach and, and the right things in mind and the right community to support you along the way. I mean, you can't, do it on your on your own Uh, that's something i've learned a lot over the last three years and um you know i i know that the way i live has changed a lot by living with you and i'm sure you'd probably say the same if you surround yourself by the right people and have the right influences then yeah then then you really can make a big change
0: makes a huge difference yeah and um and i think having getting those immersive experiences in nature where you are there for, you know, a good a good couple of days or a few days. or I mean, obviously, even just a few hours is great. But if you can get out in nature and connect with a, a like-minded community, it can be really, really powerful. So that is something that we want to help yeah, facilitate. that is sort of the end goal, isn't it? With that land. it's We're seeing it as um, the equivalent of what Nick's doing in Canada with TFC Forest 1. We're thinking of calling it TFC Bush 1. Um, but it's basically having a an area that people in the TFC community can come to and, and learn with us or help contribute to the project um, and just connect while immersing in nature and, and you know doing campfire cooking and um, rock hopping, rock and, hopping and climbing and trees and, and stuff like exploring, that. Exploring, yeah. Yeah, stuff that you just don't get definitely don't get it anywhere near as much opportunity to do in your daily life in the city so that's more of the long-term project with that Um, but like we said we'll be talking about it and documenting and sharing our journey along the way through this podcast
1: and through the social media channels and yeah I guess if you want to stay in touch with that journey I mean I'm sure a lot of you already follow us online but you can follow us at tfc.australia on instagram Mm -hmm. and um at hacking the system that's got its own instagram account now as well and um yeah Yeah. also on facebook as well you've got a a community group
0: yeah we've got a facebook community group just called the foot collective australia community um or it might be TFC Australia community. I'm, I'm going to have to check in. We'll and I'll, chuck it I'll in the link show link, notes. Yeah, <laughs> show notes. We'll just chuck a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you want to join there, when that's the place that we'll be um, shooting some more exclusive videos and training stuff, more education. Um, yeah. yeah and just content. keeping people up to date with events that are coming up and things like that. And so, yeah, if we're in 2021, if all going to plan... COVID-wise, then we'll be getting some more events going, workshops and move and play sessions around the different cities in Australia as well. So we'd love to connect with with
1: you all there. And if you want to support us as well, I mean, like we said, you don't have to buy a beam, but every beam sale does mean that we can keep on doing stuff like this. So um, mm-hmm. you can head to the shop online. We'll put a link down the bottom to that as well. Um, and
0: in 2021, actually, we're doing... Uh, so far, we've been doing one... Beam equals one tree with the Tassie oak beams. We've been uh, partnered up with a company called Reforest Now or a non-profit called Reforest Now, and this year we're upping it to two beams, uh, uh, two trees. Sorry, two trees, two trees, one <laughs> two beam. Two trees, one beam. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to buy two beams, um, and so that's really exciting. And yeah, they
1: they do an amazing job regenerating um, cleared land around Australia, which is which is nice. It's a, yeah. it's a local project, so we get to see. Firsthand the the impact that they're making. Exactly. Uh, and they
0: keep track of all the trees that, you know, we donate and tell us where they're going and what kind of impact they're having on the environment and things like that. So it's it's a very cool initiative that they're doing and we're, we're pretty pretty
1: stoked to be a part of it. But we're also planning to travel around the country um, throughout the year as well uh, mm-hmm. and run some more workshops. Um, obviously, covid restricted last year a bit but uh the plan is to to really get out there and see as many of you guys as we can on the road and and yeah
0: experience yeah. the beams um and just have some fun and connect basically yeah so looking forward to all of that uh we'll wrap this we're up this one up now mm-hmm. i think and then we'll be back next week with the episode on play thanks for joining us guys thanks guys have a good one <laughs>